Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 56 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. This is me Neha Shetty and I'm so glad to have you all listening in. This episode is a preview of India's tour to England where we will be squaring off against a classy England team in five exciting test matches. We will be discussing the series in terms of the World Test Championship cycle 2021 to 23, a summary of the warm-up game versus Select County 11, Rohit Sharma and his presence in the team, the presence of other openers and what the series means to Rohit Sharma, an analysis of our middle order with a detailed analysis of every batsman, Surya Kumar Yadav's inclusion in the team, our bowling department, the absence of Ben Stokes and a much needed discussion on mental health. possible playing 11s for both the teams and a lot more in this insightful episode let's start our discussion with respect to how the series is placed with respect to the world test championship cycle 2021-23 this five match test series between india and england will mark the second edition of the world test championship the icc recently confirmed Now in this cycle the ICC also confirmed the point system where each match of the upcoming World Test Championship cycle will be contested for the same number of points which means you have 12 points for a win 4 for a draw and 6 for a tie moving away from the previous system where the same number of points were allocated to each series but divided across the number of matches played Since the start of 2010 India has traveled to England on three occasions returning without a single test series win. Most players from the current side are set to feature in the five tests that's going to happen from August to September 2021 and they've played in the country before and will be eager to carry forward their experience. But the likes of Prithvi Shaw, Surya Kumar Yadav, Mayank Agarwal, Abhimanyu Ishwaran, Riddhiman Saha, Akshar Patel, Shardul Thakur and Mohammad Siraj are yet to play tests in England and it, and it will be interesting to see how the management fits them in the playing 11. A summary of the warm-up game versus Select County 11. The three-day warm-up game between Indians and County 11 ended in a draw. Mayank Agarwal, Cheteshwar Pujara, Hanuma Vihari, and Jadeja received good practice as all the four batsmen had a decent hit out on day three of the warm-up game. Rohit Sharma did not bat, which meant India opened the innings with Agarwal and Pujara. Agarwal scored a crisp 47, while Pujara batted well for his 38. Jadeja then scored his second half century of the match and walked off retired for 51. Vihari remained unbeaten on 43 as Indians declared their second innings on 192 for 3. The county 11 in their second innings were 31 for no loss in 15.5 overs when the players decided to shake hands. The warm-up game as expected ended in a draw. Rohit Sharma and his presence in the team At 34, Rohit's career is close to its finish than to its start, and it's only 2 years since he really found his identity in test cricket and actually became India's first choice opener. Now, with his first test tour to England in about 7 years, Rohit Sharma has a chance to define how the second half of his career pans out. Since the start of 2019, Rohit's average of 64.37 is the best for a test opener. This is at least with 2 innings. 
He scored 400, the joint most by an opening batsman during this period. There possibly has never been a better time for a red-hot Rohit Sharma to enter a tour that is as challenging as England. His test average in tests abroad is still very unconvincing. It's just 27 and he has no centuries in the 37 innings he has played so far. His solitary innings in England came in the Southampton test of 2014 where he scored 28 and 6 and this is when he was batting at 6. The dismissal in the first innings was especially jarring when he ended up holding out to mid off of Mohin Ali just minutes before tea. Rohit's evolved significantly since then and while he didn't participate in many of the tours to the UK he has been immensely successful in white ball matches there he has averaged 66.75 in 24 matches one can certainly not forget the golden run he had during the 2019 world cup but it's going to be a different challenge this time around and it will be interesting to see how much of that experience he can actually apply on this 4 month long tour His contributions in away games are also shaping up to an upward curve as we have seen some defining knocks on the recent trip to Australia a country where he has actually enjoyed decent success against the red ball he made just 1154 innings but he looked in good shape as he teased the fans with his delightful starts and you know before clicking into a proper run scoring machine and uh, in the home series against England too he looked really good so he would be raring to go in this series as well Let's also talk about the other openers. Now, as Rohit Sharma gets older, his competition isn't with himself. It is also with a battery of younger opening options that's actually waiting in the wings. The Rohit Sharma Shubman Gill pairing has left Mayank Agarwal out, and a batsman whose scorching entry into test cricket in 2018-19 saw him hit two double centuries in his first 7 tests. Then you have contenders like Prithvi Shaw he's immensely talented he averages 51.43 in first class cricket but he eventually lost his spot to Rohit Sharma and Shubman Gill because of that disastrous Australia tour but he has been recalled to the squad at the same time you do have players like Abhimanyu Ishwaran and Priyank Panchal who are banging on the doors of the selectors waiting for their domestic performances to be finally rewarded if Rohit extends his home form on the arduous terrains of England and he unlocks the same run making hunger that lit up the 2019 world cup india's chances in england would definitely rise significantly his experience will be extremely useful in the middle to tackle the likes of james anderson and stuart broad with the new ball he's also a good slip catcher which is an essential skill to have in england where the ball comes and carries to the slip cordon more often than not an analysis of our middle order let's start with kohli After a disastrous run in 2014 where Kohli managed scores of just 18250390280076 and 20 to end with an average of 13.5 where he fell so often to Jimmy Anderson India's test captain rode back in style with 593 runs on his very next tour with 200s and 350s Kohli who had admitted to being mentally bogged down in 2014 after his struggles against Jimmy Anderson where the quick dismissed him four times and he was at his threatening best four years later in 2018 Kohli who was troubled by outswingers in 2014 left the ball better on his next tour the fact that he did not get to Jimmy Anderson even once in that 2018 series shows his massive improvement and he would be looking forward to you know take that confidence and bring it on to this series
Rahane. Now, Rahane's 103-8 Lords is unforgettable. This was just in his third innings in England and he had set up a memorable win for India back in 2014. However, that remains the middle-order player's only ton in England, though he did play a crucial 81 in Nottingham in 2018 in yet another win, his inconsistent returns have become a major cause for concern. Rahane has 6 single-digit scores in 20 innings in the country and a total of 13 scores below 30. He will be looking to turn that around this time around. Pujara now, he was dropped from the first test at Edgebaston in 2018 after a poor run, and KL Rahul replaced him at 3. However, the senior pro was back in the playing 11 for the next game. Pujara ended with a high score of 132 not out in the series last time that came in a defeat at Southampton. However, his overall figures in England leave much to be desired. He has faced 1,236 balls in 9 tests in the country, scoring at a steady strike rate of 40.45, which is less than his career number of 44.64. Pujara has played the most balls in test cricket for India in the current lot. This shows his paramount importance in this batting lineup. Critics say that he hasn't scored a century since the 2018 series against Australia. However, he has scored various 50-plus scores and has soaked in the pressure many times, you know, with that traditional test match batting when the team really needed him to step up. His low scores in both the innings and the drop catch of Ross Taylor in that disastrous World Test Championship final would have burned him from inside. He would be raring to wear out the English bowlers with his unique batting and actually win the series with those delightful knocks. KL Rahul Now he was given a go to play all the five tests in 2018 and he repaid the faith with that cracking 149 in the last test at the Oval. However, he had a poor run prior to that with scores of 4, 13, 8, 10 and a lot of 20-odd scores in those 9 innings. He was dismissed or bowled out leg before 7 times on the tour. He will be looking to get that right and he looked in good form, notching up a solid century in the warm-up game and one can hope that you know he just extends that run of form. Rishabh Pant now, he was brought into the team for the last three games in the last tour and he had hardly created any impact until his last innings at the Oval. Set a total of 464 for a win, the visiting side was struggling at 121 for 5 before Pant got together with Rahul. His fighting knock of 114 of 146 balls was decorated with 15 boundaries and 4 sixes. It was an unforgettable knock and we've seen... Throughout, you know, the way he played in Australia and everything, we can expect another gem of a knock sometime around in England as well. Hanuma Vihari. Now, he played a solitary game in the 2018 Test Series at the Oval. He scored a fine 56 and 124 balls after the team had collapsed to 164 6 in the first innings. In fact, his debut was three years ago at the Oval, where he batted for over three hours to soften the impact of a middle order collapse. He scored a 50 and he was seemingly looking well, you know, adjusting to those conditions on offer. And over the next two years, he popped up with significant contributions without grabbing headlines. A century and 93 in the Caribbean, a vital half century in New Zealand, spoke about his versatility to, you know, read surfaces and actually adapt himself, apply his game. 
However, the upcoming England tour might not see him get a lot of game time because with Jadeja back, India's top seven is all but sealed. If at all, Vihari can challenge an out of sync Ajinkya Rahane, who has like what, 150 in his last 11 innings. But that again looks unrealistic given Rahane's leadership stature in the team and his batting reputation. A bold call could be including Vihari as an extra batsman and playing three specialist bowlers alongside Jadeja. Vihari's offspin may not be as skillful as Ashwin's, but it's effective nonetheless and it gives India some cover. More importantly, it gives India the confidence of having a reliable head in the form of Vihari, who's down the order, it makes your batting deep and he can also arrest the slide in case India's uh, top order has an off day. With Akshar Patel, KL Rahul also in the mix, the squad is replete with a good number of middle-order options. One can never forget how Vihari battled through pain and adversity to stitch together an innings that will stand as a symbol of admirable defiance in Indian history. It's the sort of batting that India had wished for over the decade where tours to England have been often overshadowed by inadequate batting performances. The extent of Vihari's participation on the tour could be based purely on the conditions and team balance and even if he gets a chance, there'd always be a sword hanging over his head with the heightened competition around him. Vihari is well equipped to steer his career forward and actually save India, but that'll only happen if he gets a chance. Surya Kumar Yadav's Inclusion Surya Kumar Yadav's inclusion possibly signals the team management's concern over the fitness of, you know, your senior batter in the form of Rahane. The Indian vice-captain did not play the warm-up match because of a swollen left hamstring, although the BCCI said he could recover in time for the first test, which begins tomorrow. Sky, whose international career took off following the 2020 IPL, has grown from a dark horse to a near certainty to grab a slot in India's T20 World Cup squad. In March this year, Surya Kumar Yadav, who's 30 years old, made his T20I debut in the home series against England and his ODI debut in the Sri Lanka series this month. Since the 2020 IPL, Sky, who bats in the middle order, has amassed 1,323 runs in 38 innings, striking at 146.51 with an average of 38.91 along with 1 century and 10 50s. In the ongoing limited overs tour to Sri Lanka, he was named the player of the series in the ODIs and he followed it up with a cracking half century in the first T20I. Did the selectors then solely pick Sky on his white ball form? This could possibly happen. But in retrospect, when you have a look at his Ranji Trophy stats, especially in the 2019-20 season where he played for Mumbai, he scored 508 runs in 10 innings at an astonishing average of 56.44. Now this had 200s and 250s. Of the 77 first-class matches he has played, 71 have been in the Ranji format. He has played for India just once in 2011-12, the only season where he averaged over 50 with 68.54. Sky could end up spending the England tour batting in the nets considering the pair of Hanuma Vihari and KL Rahul being ahead of him in the pecking order. It is understood that the team management has been looking at Rahul as a middle-order batsman, 
but because of the concussion injury that happened to Mayank Agarwal, he might be slotted right at the top of the order. In KL Rahul's case, he even scored a century in the first innings of the practice game, walking in at number 5 in the absence of Virat Kohli, Rahane and Rishabh Pant. So this speaks volumes of how much the team would need him, but Sky hopefully can make a test debut as well. Let's talk about the bowling department, more specifically the all-rounders as well, Jadeja. Now, he is one of the two batsmen from the current crop to average over 30 in England. Kohli is the other, but Jadeja has played a solitary test on the last tour following Ashwin's injury. He scored 99 runs in the game and he picked up 7 wickets and this includes a 4-4. Overall, Jadeja has two fifties and two three-wicket hauls in the country besides his 4-for-79 at the Oval in 2018. He too is a valuable asset, but we have to see if the team actually keeps him in the mix of things for the playing level. Ravi Chandran Ashwin now, he was largely criticised on the last tour because of his below-par performance and returns at the Aegis Bowl where he returned with three wickets in a game where Moin Ali had match figures of 9 for 134. The spinner could not get much turn in the game as he was not bowling slow enough and the subtle variations were also missing. However, he does not have the worst record in the country and has shown glimpses of what he can do, as in the first test in 2018, he made the drift work in his favour. He is India's best off-spinner, and as per stats, with 413 wickets in 79 matches at an average of under 25, Ashwin is just mind-boggling. His batting is often underestimated. Mind you, he has made 2,685 runs at an average of just below 28 with 500s. This is not bad for a bowling all-rounder. Unsurprisingly too, he was the highest wicket-taker in the World Test Championship with 71 wickets in 14 matches. He was also the joint highest wicket-taker for India in the World Test Championship final with 4 wickets even in swing-friendly conditions. All these facts show that he has the ability to succeed in any given conditions on and on any given pitch. He is a must in the playing 11 and the England batsmen should be wary of him. Shardul Thakur In a country where there is abundant talent but lacks the talent of producing quality fast bowling all-rounders, he is the best option for overseas conditions, especially on this tour. He is a proper swing bowler, can swing with the new as well as the old ball, can bat lower down the order as well. A natural swing bowler, Thakur should enjoy these conditions and the Duke's ball. But most importantly, he brings a value addition with the bat in the lower order to go with his primary skill. Incidentally, the key differentiator between the two sides on these shows three years ago and in the recent World Test Championship final. He has scored 67 runs and taken 7 wickets in the only test match he has played and this series can be an opportunity for Shadul Thakur to be a part of the test team more often than not in overseas conditions. Now in England, with neither Bhuvaneshwar Kumar or Hardik Pandya available, Thakur is the unlikeliest of X-factors in India's squad who has to be used to the optimal and this best bet at achieving balance in the playing 11 with a swing bowler who can chip in with the bat is much needed. He is definitely a promising asset for the team. Ishan Sharma He is the highest wicket-taker from the current crop of quicks from India and Ishan Sharma is the only player to have played more than 10 tests in England. 
He first toured the country in 2011 and has been crucial in both matches that India have won in the country since then. He averages 21.54 in wins in England and has the best figures of 7 for 74 which came in the historical win at Lords in 2014. He is the highest wicket taker for India and England taking 43 wickets and he is the highest wicket taker even in the 2018 series picking up 18 scalps in 5 matches. Mohammad Shami now he has the poorest bowling average in england by a large margin when it comes to countries he's visited in no other country except england does shami average more than 35.6 which is just an evidence of one of his struggles he's yet to get a 54 in the country on his last two tours and according to crickwiz shami was one of the best indian bowlers during the 2018 series against england in england though he averaged 38.87 which is the highest among all bowlers from visiting team he has induced as many as 272 false shots 66 more than the second best by ishan sharma 26% of his deliveries saw a miss or an edge and only 55% of the chances of his bowling were actually taken He is one of the very few bowlers in world cricket who gives in his 100% no matter where the result is going to go. He was the second highest wicket taker for India in the World Test Championship with 40 wickets in 11 matches. His seam presentation is the best in international cricket which will aid him a bit with swing as well as high bounce which is a recipe of a nightmare for batsmen. Next on the list is Jaspreet Bumrah. Now he has the best average among the current lot of quicks in England. He picked up at least a wicket in 5 of the 6 innings he bowled in 2018 during the recent warm-up game against County 11 ahead of the test series. He returned with below par figures in the first innings taking only 1 for 29 in the 15 overs. Though he did not give away any loose balls, he hardly seemed to trouble the combined county side who looked at ease while defending him. Bumrah looks like a bowler who has lost rhythm with the injury just adding to his woes. Since his return, Bumrah has picked up just 5 ODI wickets at an average of 96.4 and a strike rate of 102.8. Though he has better numbers in T20 internationals, his decline in test cricket remains India's biggest worry. The seamer has 21 wickets in 8 tests at an average of 34.95 which is well below his career average of 23.21 in this format. I mean even when you look at his performance his lack of rhythm was on display in the recent World Test Championship final where he was totally ineffective and could easily be termed as the most ineffective pacer across both the teams. India's trump card never really showed up. Bumrah despite his subpar numbers in the last few months has bowled some spectacular spells none more memorable than the one he sent down at Boxing Day test match in December the indian has displayed signs of excellence in the recent past and though they have been followed by ordinary spells the reputation that bumrah has allows us to believe that he is undergoing a tough phase that can only be overturned sooner than later with his unique action he brings something to the team that is so different and that short run up he can trouble the world's best batsmen quite easily he would be infuriated that he was wicketless in that world test championship final and he would be raring to go to unleash himself onto england to eventually pick some wickets and win the test series 
Let's now divert our attention to Ben Stokes and the much needed discussion on mental health. There are of course much more serious implications and consequences of Ben Stokes indefinite break from cricket. The COVID-19 pandemic has not only accelerated and exacerbated an existing problem but the game's top players are forced into maintaining an uncompromising calendar which gets just more compressed by the week in bio bubbles that make proper relaxation almost impossible all set to the background of this unending pandemic but has certainly made the discussion around mental health all the more relevant now stokes is to be commended for putting himself and his family first as the ecb is also curating an environment in which he co- he feels comfortable doing so Hopefully this is the nudge the sports stakeholders need for a radical reimagining of what is reasonable to expect of their players given the IPL will restart just 5 days after this England series ends and conclude 2 days before the T20 World Cup starts that's probably optimistic however The other subplot is the identity of Stokes's replacement. While Craig Overton is an improved cricketer since his first stint in England Test side, it is hard not to feel saddened by Moin Ali's continued absence. The last two times India have visited England, he has been instrumental in the host's success. He has taken 19 wickets at 23 in 2014, and this included a maiden fiveer in the series leveler at Old Trafford. While in 2018 with India having stomped back into contention at Trent Bridge his nine wickets on a recall at Southampton gave England an unassailable 3-1 lead the ecb's understanding and sympathy in the handling of one of their world class all-rounders has to be credited but they themselves are partly to blame because they can't replace him with another player of that caliber Also when Rahane was asked about this whole bio bubble situation and the conversation around mental health he did express how you know the current bio bubble life can be very taxing on a cricketer's mental health he said that the effect might vary from person to person but he does respect the decision that has been taken by Ben Stokes England has some very good players in the form of Joe Root Ollie Pope Sam Curran and the unbelievable pace duo of Anderson and Broad among who will actually pose a stiff competition for team india this time around and this will provide for an exciting series next up is the discussion on the possible playing 11s when i think of england and the playing 11 that i have formulated has these players rory burns dom sibley zack crawley or hasib hamid joe root ollie pope or dan lawrence josh butler sam curran ollie robinson Stuart Broad, Jack Leach and James Anderson. India on the other hand has Rohit Sharma, KL Rahul, Cheteshwar Pujara, Virat Kohli, Ajinkya Rahane, Hanuma Vihari, Rishabh Pant, Ravi Chandran Ashwin, Bumrah, Shami and Ishan Sharma. Now you might be wondering why Mayank Agarwal didn't make it to the playing 11 but he was in the scheme of things for my playing 11 but he has been ruled out owing to the concussion. Uh, Agarwal was hit on the helmet by a short ball from teammate Siraj and he was likely to partner Rohit Sharma as the opener in the Indian 11 in the tests. Now this incident comes as India has already lost an opening batsman Shubman Gill who has returned to India and now leading up to this five test series Virat Kohli and team have been hit by injuries and covid-19 cases at different points. 
while Gil, Avesh Khan, Washington Sundar have all been ruled out of the tour due to injuries, wicketkeeper batsman Rishabh Pant did test positive for COVID-19, but he subsequently recovered from the virus and joined the team. We have Prithvi Shaw joining in later. Perhaps KL Rahul seems like the most likely candidate to open. He has extensive experience of facing the new ball. He has opened in conditions like Australia, South Africa, West Indies, England and he looks to be in form. Even in the tour game, he scored an unbeaten 101 to put forth a strong statement. Or will we see surprises in the form of Pujara and Bihari being pushed to the opener slot? Another name that comes to mind is that of Abhimanyu Ishwaran, who is a proper specialist opener in the squad and he would be the logical choice to fill in, you know, especially in the case of an injury. However, the lack of experience is something that works against him because he's a part of the reserves list and he falls below the pecking order when it comes to existing options in the squad. If given a chance, it would be a much-deserved reward for the technically proficient batsman as he averages 43.17 in first-class cricket and that makes him all the more deserving for that coveted debut and it will be really special. Let's see what happens. Our squad also boasts of the likes of talented youngsters like Akshar Patel, Arjun Nagwaswala, Siraj, Prasid Krishna, Shardul Thakur, Umesh Yadav, besides Sky and Prithvi Shaw who are set to join the team. Although these are not the first choice playing 11 players at the moment, they can be handy replacements or suitable players as and when needed if the regulars don't step up. As the series progresses, we can see this happening. With the clock ticking on the likes of Pujara and Rahane to perform and Virat Kohli's subtle hint of an overhaul, it will be interesting to see how the team combination pans out throughout the series. The concluding note. Now, Virat Kohli's India is one such dominating force, a team revolving around the success of its formidable bowling attack and supported well by the array of batting stars in its rank. Ever since Virat Kohli took over the baton from MS Dhoni in late 2014, he has been at the helm of a remarkable evolution. Today, he is India's most successful test captain and India boasts of a win-loss ratio of 2.857 in his tenure as the captain which is the highest for any team. It is a record that has helped no doubt to a large extent by complete home domination but the side also has managed historic victories abroad, shedding the long-attached tag of being poor travellers. Within that same period, their win-loss ratio of 1.25 away from home is also the highest among teams. Dual series wins in Australia and the triumphs in Caribbean and Sri Lanka have been key milestones in India's march. There's little to debate that this is India's best test outfit in a lot of years and probably ever. However, if there is one place that India would want to find success in, it has to be England. As Kohli and his team continue to build their own legacy, this 2021 tour of England will be the true test of their greatness, Kohli's own final frontier. And this could be the best chance for his team to live up to that tag. This time around, the England challenge isn't as intimidating, for there are apparent chinks in the host's defence. Alistair Cook, the departing hero of 2018, is long gone and he has left behind a wobbling top three that is yet to be completely settled. Joss Butler, England's top-run getter in the last series, has played just three tests in the last 12 months. And it's a similar case with Ben Stokes who's missing the series and it's going to be a big loss for England. In a T20 World Cup year, a lot of focus has been on white ball cricket 
and keeping players fresh with ample breaks is key. To top it, their batting talisman Joe Root has encountered a sort of dip at home with just one century in his last 27 matches in England. Since the start of 2018, he averages just 32.79 at home, well below his career average of 48.68. A combination of these factors could work heavily against England, who might consider themselves a tad bit unprepared to welcome India. Kohli's side did falter at the World Test Championship final but has spent a sizable amount reading English conditions in their preparation for it, an exercise that continues even a month later. While England played white ball series against Sri Lanka and Pakistan, India's players indulged in a tour game at the same time in the lead up to the series and most of our first choice players have got the vital game time. Hanuma Vihari and Ashwin separately too have enjoyed brief county stints. The manner in which Ashwin ran through the Somerset batting would have set some alarm bells ringing. India is currently ranked second in the ICC Test Rankings and they will be looking to make amends for their underwhelming performance in the 2018 Tour, looking to win their first series in England in 14 years in a series where it could boil down to contributions from the lower order, which was in fact the difference between the two teams in 2018, India would be looking not to give away easy runs and continue with their five-bowler theory. But the question is, what will the combination be? Now, with the pitch expected to be green, Ashwin is likely to take the lone spinner's slot thanks to his impressive showing in Australia, the World Test Championship final and his county match where he played for Surrey. Although this would weaken their lower order, India is still looking at Shardul Thakur as an option because he is capable of making those valuable contributions down the order and that's at the position 8. Jaspreet Bumrah and Shami are certainties to start along maybe with Siraj, but even Ishan Sharma is in the scheme of things. It has been learned that after the World Test Championship final, India might shelve the two spinners theory and on a green top, having someone like Siraj would make more sense and he is impressed even in Australia. When India visit next, four years from now, the Kohlis, the Ashwins and the Pujaras might have already moved on. We may never know that. There won't be a better chance to improve India's skewed record in England to enhance this team's reputation of being one of their greatest ever test sites and to power past Kohli's final frontier. this we come to an end with this episode that served as an analysis of India's upcoming tour to England that will have us witness test cricket at its finest. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to the entire episode. Do check out at the rate never in the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never in the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, trivia, quizzes, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on various platforms. You have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So pick your platform and please do tune in, subscribe, follow and keep the push notifications on to follow the podcast. Also, feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions for the already published episodes and recommendations for future topics. If you wish to collaborate with me, please do feel free to hit me up and we'll see where that goes. Do share this episode widely and your support is really appreciated. See you next time, listeners. Cheers, stay safe and take care. Bye for now.